Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. To episode three of the 2020 PMFL podcast, coming at you live on Wednesday night. I am your host, Captain D, joined by the greatest team, the Falcon Bye, Mr. Hungry and the Young Ho. <laughs> We're straight. Woo! Let's go. What's going week on, three, motherfucker? Fucking on to another week. What a week last week was. One of the most active waiver wires that we have ever seen. Some uh, crushing defeats, not a single sweat, and some uh, championship caliber teams dropping to 0 2. Yeah, oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah, we'll get on to those teams dropping to 0 2, but how about all those NFL players dropping like flies out there? Pour one out for the homies. Jeez whiz. That was tough sledding. It was. I uh, I feel for every single fantasy owner in the world that drafted either Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey, the top two picks. Uh, no need to feel too bad about McCaffrey. He'll be back in no time. Yeah, one of those hurts a little bit more than the other, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, both, both absolutely fucking suck. Suck, uh... What's McCaffrey four to six? I guess we'll get into it later, but four to six weeks in the Saquon's out for the season, so yeah, it's not what you want. There's uh, there's a lot of a lot of good players got hurt this week. It's going to be tough doing the pod in the usual high spirits that we have, but uh, you know <laughs> the sh- the show must go on, as I think uh, I think as someone once said. Yeah, I've heard that before somewhere. Uh, the guy with the big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so uh, who, who do we have on today? Uh, did anybody uh, invite anybody on the show? Much to my disgust, we're inviting the guy that just beat me last week. What's oh. going on, fuckers? <laughs> hey, Bass. It's a dirty bass. <laughs> hey, hey, Bass, when Tanner asked you if you wanted to be on for all the recaps or just yours, I knew there was no chance in hell you would pass up the opportunity to talk more, so I don't really know why I asked you that. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Well, Congrats no problem. Too. <laughs> I don't know why I really pass up on the opportunity to have a champion and an electric entertainer on the podcast more often. <laughs> yeah. Bass, I might be wrong. I think this might be the first time that you and me have both been on the pod. I think last time I was, uh, I was roping Andrew Luck into a future legal dispute. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember last time, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we we run through some matchups and you can provide a little getting, bit of good insight this time there, Bass. I think you were getting your nuts wet on the beaches in Mexico or something like that. <laughs> Some, something like that, drinking strawberry daiquiris in a better place than uh, in Vancouver right now. Fuck. What I would, what I would do to be on a beach somewhere drinking daiquiris right now. But, uh, yeah, congrats. You know, get it out of the way early. Hard-fought victory. I mean, I, you know, I'd, I'd already given you the win on, what was it, Wednesday night. So I, I had this one drawn up as a loss already, so I'm not too worried. But uh, congrats nonetheless. Thank you. Well, that put me in a bit of a I'm sure we'll get into it later, but I've already seen Fuji's roster this week. So he might be trying to put uh, – the Tokyo Titans in a bit of a mental pretzel. <laughs> we'll get to I'm, that. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to recap that matchup, there, 
the Copenhagen Cowboys took down those freaky grinders, 169 even. What a clean score that is to uh, Buck 35. Um, I, I overperformed, but it wasn't enough. That's right. The go ahead, Bass. Bass will give you the floor. Say what you want. I'm going to go well, take a leak. I'll be back. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You, you won't miss much. <laughs> Some would say 169 is the perfect score, actually. So I'm just really happy with the performance of the boys. Uh, it's expected. I, I think I've got a nice little team. James, actually, I was a little bit worried after Odell had a, a decent game. Yeah, he didn't shit his pants I was, this game. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit worried there at first because you don't ever want to, in fantasy football, anything can happen at any point. And then... Tyler Higby absolutely went off. Tyler Hugaboo-boo. It was ridiculous. So uh, there were points where I was a little worried, but um, my guys just – the trade paid off. I had a big trade last week, and it paid off, and Hurst had himself a big game, and, and Stephon Diggs might look like one of the steals of the yeah. draft in the seventh round. Stephon Diggs, definitely. And what killed me the most – actually, interesting tidbit, tidbit on this game, Dak Prescott named the NFC Player of the Week. Josh Allen named the AFC Player of the Week. So even though they weren't playing against each other, they were in the PM fucking FL. <laughs> and it, it was uh, it was down to the wire. But every time Josh is throwing deep, it's like who's catching it? It's Diggs. And so that that hurt. That was definitely a good way to hedge that Josh Allen start with Diggs going for twenty five points. Little blocker there. Um, I'm still I'm still dead set that Zeke's going to finish RB one. I mean, obviously now with McCaffrey yeah, now. and Saquon out. No, but, <laughs> but at the draft, I was saying I was saying that he was going to finish number one. I think he will still. The guy's just an animal, and uh, he can catch and he can run. He can do everything. So I think, uh, yeah, Rasta is a pretty good team. You should have you cashed that bet in week one. You'd be looking like a fucking genius right now. Yeah, it's, it's I, a I, bet, but I, I think the thing with Zeke is, is like you never have a bad game with him. He's like always like a lock for like fifteen points, and and he gets you twenty more often than not. The only guy that I think can could beat out Zeke is Kamara. The guy's yeah. so fast. It's like a five yard dump off pass, and the guy turns it into like. But he's 20. like a skinny. He's like a skinny little guy. Like he gets injured a lot too. <laughs> have you seen him? Have you seen his summer workouts? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in terms of an, like, like average person, he's <laughs> yeah. bigger than most people. Like, he's, NFL he's, skinny, back, he's a NFL skin. running back. Like Zeke's like three hundred pounds. <laughs> he's a skin. He's a skinny guy that drags trucks. He's, yeah, he is. <laughs> well, I'd like to be that skinny. I heard Zeke's so big that they yeah, ran out of ink when they were doing his belly tattoo. Yo, I, I didn't. I still to this day don't. I don't know what that tattoo says. Can somebody break that it down? It says "Feed me." No you, way. Is that what it says? No, could hey, not can read you, can that. You read? <laughs> Yo, here's an interesting fact though on Alvin Kamara. While we're on his size, that's a wild tattoo. But go on. All right, so we got Delvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Mark Ingram, Kamara. Who do you think of those four weighs the most? Is it Kamara? In- Is it Kamara? Ingram. Kamara's tied for first with Mark Ingram at 215 pounds. Yeah, pretty skinny. How tall is he? Tell, tell me he, when you five watch him, he doesn't look – he looks skinny. Tell me when – tell me you don't see that. He looks skinny, but uh, he Thank holds you. it well. Thank you. 
Dude, but he's the he's the main beneficiary. Michael Thomas goes down. We're we're all taking shots. It's gonna be Traquan Smith. Is it gonna be Emmanuel Sanders? It's fucking Kamara. Just what he had like ten catches in that game, and it's because Drew Brees can't throw the ball farther than eight yards. Yeah, check down Brees. We're talking about our matchup. Yeah, right, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you honestly fast uh, when I was watching it like. Every single one of your players performed except for your defense and your kicker. Didn't have a single player under 10 points. Montgomery, I thought he was hurt, and then he came back from the dead, pulled his ombreda, finishes yeah. at 20 points. That's got to be the oh, biggest flex differential of the season. and or, I mean, so far, of the week and probably of the season. Look at that. That's 45 to 4. Scotty fucking Miller. Speaking of Montgomery, <laughs> though, when, when I saw it was neck – all I was thinking was the final. <laughs> and I was just, I was just so concerned. Mike Tyson came out of the ring to, to go spinal on David Montgomery. <laughs> but those, those honestly look like they're two good picks for me. I got Montgomery in the sixth and, and Diggs in the seventh. So in terms of value so far, those guys have been fantastic. A lot better than my later picks. <laughs> One comment yeah. about Montgomery there. I was going to say that I'm I'm happy I don't have to watch Bears football this year. I didn't draft uh, the junkyard dog or Montgomery. Um, just, I, it's just a poor brand of football to watch, and I'm I'm glad I don't have to watch it this somehow year. Somehow, somehow the Bears are two and zero. They played two shit teams though. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, crap. You, you can only beat what's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, why my meat is in so much pain every day. <laughs> hey, hey, James, is Zach Moss still Zach the Boss Moss? Dude, he's still the boss. He's still the boss. Just a, just a bit of a down week. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Might May or may not be in my starting lineup next week. We'll see. Uh, I got a big rebrand, but we'll get to that later. Uh, one point I wanted to make on, on my team here. It's nice watching Harrison Butker kick three game-winning field goals. Butker! Yeah, he's probably he's good. He's busting. Harrison Butker. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Or shall we go next? Let's let's oh let's discuss one of the hottest teams in fantasy football right now, the Helmet Boppers. Uh, <laughs> went up <laughs> and put up a one forty five spot against the Nacho Man Randy Sausages. He has a good performance. He has a good I mean, little stock there with Murray and D Hop. Yeah, and when's the last time you've ever seen the boppers go 2-0? How about this? This is history right here. May not have ever happened before. May not have ever happened, but, I mean, if you look at his team, a vast majority of his points came from one guy, <laughs> which, I mean, that's not going to happen. A 75-yard touchdown run, you're not getting that every week. You're not getting that every four weeks. So... I don't. I, I I like the helmet boppers, but I just don't want to get ahead of myself here. There's an interesting tidbit fact as well uh, on the GM of the helmet boppers. In the four years prior to 2020, he has gone to start the season 0 and two, three out of those four years, finished one and one on the other year. This is the first time he's ever two and zero. See history. Um, but yeah, good point, Fooch. Uh, if you have Aaron Jones go for what he was projected with 16 points. And I think Gorzy's putting up about 117 there, which isn't um, a flying score by any means. What do you guys think Aaron Jones was undervalued in the draft? It's looking like it. Based on the first two games. Yes. But I mean, 
But even even last year, he was good. He had 18 touchdowns last year. So maybe. I, th- I think he was. I think a lot of people were expecting that rookie that uh, the Sausages drafted, A.J. Dillon, to steal some of the early down work. But Jones has put all of his naysayers to bed with those first two games. And, I mean – if he's keeping that, if he's keeping that stat line up, those fantasy points, he's beating out McCaffrey's year last year. So we'll see how it continues on. But the Packers have looked unstoppable. Forty points back to back weeks. Yeah, they look pretty and good. It, they're buzzing. And his his father's a military man, so you know he's he's a good <laughs> well versed in running routes. He's, he's disciplined, eh? <laughs> I mean, that's a better way to say it, Pooch. Um, uh, on the straight and narrow. <laughs> touching on uh. Gores is uh, quarterbacks here. Murray and Newton have been both high-scoring quarterbacks over twenty-point games um, through week two. Just a just a t- tidbit there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if Gores finds a way to slot Newton into his flex spot, then I think the league's in trouble. But <laughs> for now, I think uh, it's good to have options, is what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. If I can spit it out. Mm-hmm. I think. Booty scoop. <laughs> Cam Fig Newton. He's thick. That boy thick. He's he's looking like the best million dollar man in the league. How about Gores too? He pulls a pulls a curveball on all of us and ends up starting Darius Slayton last week. Yeah, which didn't really work out. But no, it didn't. But it looked like it worked better better than most of his other options. I mean, unless he went for the exotic two T set. Um, the rest of his bench there, didn't yeah. do too too much at all. Meanwhile, for the sausages, big regression this week. Uh, Derek Henry putting up an eight spot. David Johnson six. Julio Jones getting injured potentially, so uh, it came out of the gate flying. But uh, definitely going to have to battle back through some uh, some hardships. Yeah, Julio might be actually injured this time. Um, didn't practice today. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually he doesn't practice, but he still plays, but I don't know. Um, David? I got a question. Shoot. Assume, assuming Julio Jones suits up this weekend, Hammy's in one piece. He hasn't done the, the old Donovan Bailey. <laughs> Who would you rather have rest of the season, Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley? Calvin. If Julio's mm. healthy the whole year, then Calvin. That's if he's that made no sense. If, Jul- if Julio is healthy, no, the he's whole saying year, he's saying Ridley's better with Julio, yeah. Julio in there. If Julio's on the field taking away the number one corner, I'd rather have Ridley. Oh. But if Julio's injured, I, actually at that point, I'd still rather have Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ridley. Yeah. 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 I, was a, yeah. I was a little confused. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Ridley. <laughs> yeah. Pretty- so you're saying fuck Julio is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I wouldn't put Julio Jones past finding out where I live, but uh, it's tough to it's tough to go against Ridley. <laughs> he just can't wow. score touchdowns. And, he doesn't score And on the other hand, Ridley's a machine in that department. Yeah, you, you would know you got absolutely pounded by him this Yeah, we'll weekend. get there. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Been there. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, um, also, t- it's also just it's tough to start running backs that play against Baltimore. Um, I like it. Yeah. Did Chubb yeah. put up a stinker so just, week one too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, great! And guess who plays him this week? Clyde Edwards. See, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dessert man. 
Um, yeah. How about Noah Fant? Noah Fantastic. A couple good weeks in a row uh, for the Broncos. I don't even know who they, they got a quarterback in there. Who do they got? Drew Football Lock? No, Jeff Driscoll. No. Ah, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. yeah, he's. Is it is it Jeff or Hefe? Uh, definitely <laughs> not Hefe. <laughs> I actually read somewhere it's Hefe, but anyway, that's weird. Hefe Driscoll. <laughs> and yeah, check out the uh, points on the special teams and kicking units. They're symmetrical across the board. That's not something you see every day. Wow, yeah, I didn't notice that. You also don't see a running back score 44 points every day, but... <laughs> a couple anomalies in this matchup there. Anything else worth noting, or shall we move on? No, let's move Congrats on. Congrats to the Boppers' A-plus performance. Mm-hmm. What we got next? How about how hungry I use? Good... Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> let's look at that matchup. 182 points. 181.98 by Tokyo Titans. So what's the highest highest score of all Joe, time? Joey got 201 last year. Wow. Wow. It really puts he it could, in perspective. He could have done it too. Or could he? No, it would have been tight. I think if he'd started, Robinson? Yeah, if he'd started uh, Robinson over Murray, then he would have been within shooting distance. 14. Yeah. At 15, it'd be at 196, 197. I was, I was saying during the week that Phil, he was so confident in his lineup that he played two running backs from the same backfield against me. Like, how about that? Stick that one in right in my eye. Yeah, he went for real floor. Yeah. I respect it. It's a good good managerial play. But, I mean, if you're trying to break the 200-spot uh, record, you might want to go for a little bit of a ceiling play, you know? He, he wouldn't have broken it. He would have been short, but anyway. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> his team his his team is so good. Yeah, they have to be the best team I, I, in the PMFL right now. Self-proclaimed best team. <laughs> They're really good. They're probably going to win. Yeah, I mean, how do these guys uh, lose, right? No way they can Especially, lose. Especially, I know. <laughs> Even though M- Mostert's out. There's got to be, there's going to be regression at some point, but it's like, I mean, two weeks in a row, Mostert just busts off. Like, how's this guy that fast? Yeah, he's uh, he's flown onto the scene and he's ripping, ripping uh, big, big, long touchdown runs. Um, I, mean, I think I don't know if you guys talked about it last week, but he got clocked in as the fastest football player in the last like decade or something with that run he made last week. That yeah. catch. We, we talked about that for like five minutes oh. last podcast. <laughs> Thanks must, for thanks for tuning in. Eh? Must must have missed it. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get to yeah. the pass. Last episode was two hours. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an absolute commitment. <laughs> There's something about those 49ers jerseys that make running backs run faster. Especially when you've got yeah. Nick Mullins at quarterback, you have to do that fast. <laughs> and half your fucking Nick team Mully. going out. The 49ers, man, put a fork in them. They're done. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. They signed Ziggy Onza, which I thought was unbelievable that that guy was still available. But like Solomon Thomas, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, the starting quarterback, DB Samuel still hurt. Like it's Richard Sherman goes. The list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about uh, how about Tanner? How about your side there? I guess it doesn't feel as bad starting James White, knowing that you couldn't have won either way. Mm-hmm. Um, does is that true? <laughs> Look, looks pretty. Checked out in the math department. 
<laughs> no, not the math department, the emotional department, the mental fortitude department. Uh, you know what? I'm straight. Um, just on behalf of the PMFL, our thoughts and prayers are out, go out to the family of James White. Sounds like pretty brutal tragedy there. So thoughts are with them. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, just yeah. one, one note on my flex. I was um, tuning into those games there and I saw touchdown throws go right through uh, Preston Williams and Marquez Valdez Scantling's hands. Those would have helped, but um, and by helped, I mean, just get up my total points because I was taking an L either way. <laughs> it's tough to beat 182 yeah. uh, would you rather get blown out or lose close well, <laughs> no I'd rather lose close really yeah buddy this is a season long game man now Phil's just putting distance between me and him you know so now I gotta chase him down the rest of the season I'd rather lose by one point hot take yeah <laughs> It looks like you'll have uh, Mr. Kenny so smooth Galladay back. Yeah, he'll be coming back. We might be easing him back into our lineup, though. That's going to be a <laughs> close situation to monitor there. Mas- massaging your wide receiver. Wide receiver <laughs> yeah. Jared McKinnon Fuck looks smooth. like he's got the stranglehold on that. Niners running back field for now, though. And he looked good last week. Converted, what, a third and 31? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tan, I didn't know you were holding both. Of the 49ers running backs. Yep. I um, was eating bench spots, but it looks like it paid off. So, good job. Well, you know what would have been a better um, thing to do with my bench spots is maybe drop that uh, Justin Jefferson wide receiver share that um, Kirk Cousins doesn't do a whole lot of uh, good throwing of the pigskin nowadays and maybe uh, chuck him off there and grab a handcuff. Maybe that would have been smart. You know, handcuff, handcuff yeah, well, one of my. Um, one of my oh my first overall pick yeah that would have been wise <laughs> hindsight buddy. yeah oh yeah twenty twenty hindsight that's right you got to be happy about the baller Darren oh Wood. yeah he's nice phenomenal I was absolutely stoked until I saw he's taking a rest day in practice today I'm assuming it's a rest day and nothing more fingers crossed knock on wood well no it says knee here it doesn't say rest. <laughs> It's funny what a little bit of like sobriety can do for your career. Right? Yeah, hey, <laughs> good for him. The guys, the guys, just like come from Sniffing the glue. <laughs> yeah. Back on track. And look, look where we are now. How about Lamar? Yeah, for underperforming his uh, projection. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit concerned that the, uh, Baltimore Ravens are absolutely dominating teams and Lamar hasn't really had to do all that much. Um, but I'm thinking it'll be a more competitive matchup next week against Kansas city chiefs Monday, Monday night football. So that'll be yeah, a good Monday watch. Night. There'll be a couple of sweats in yeah, that sh- game. Shouldn't be a bad game. Yeah, to watch. Should be an okay football outing. So Philly's team's going to win. Right. Tanner, first time he's lost in about 100 million years. Yeah, back to earth for me. (laughs) It's okay, buddy. Join the club. Water's warm. All right. Let's take a look at the Andomican Fuji's. That's really giving a slapping to the hard Andres. 134 to 81. Yeah, I did slap him, but a lot of it was self-inflicted as well. (laughs) Um, Also, unluckiness from Andre there with Saquon coming out and so, I won't gloat about this win too much. It's early in the season, but um, 
yeah, what can I say? I'm happy with my with my overall team performance. Yeah, back to that Barkley guy. Man, oh man, unlucky for the hard-ons. They can't catch a break. But what is all this talk about um, players worried about playing at MetLife? Like, do they have a turf in there? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they, uh, the 49ers players yeah. were complaining about it nonstop, apparently, like before the game, during the game, and then they had three, four players go down with knee injuries. Man, oh, man, I, I don't understand. It's the National Goddamn Fucking Football League. How come they can't have the yeah. right grass in every single stadium? Try playing youth soccer in BC. <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't last a fucking weekend. Yeah. Maybe they. Maybe they got the Undertaker just hanging out in the end <laughs> at MetLife. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> let's look at these. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came back to Earth a little bit. Hey. If the Undertaker was yeah. hanging out well, I mean, in MetLife's end zone, if he wasn't able to resurrect OBJ's career, then I don't think he can bring anything back. <laughs> no, he, ta- he, t- he, he crushes careers. Oh, that explains it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks good, though, just in like a football eyeball test. Mm-hmm. He looks like a functional quarterback, like his old self. He's straight then. Can I can I say something here really quick about the hard on race? Of course, I just, yeah, it's, it's, I, lo- it's I love about. that franchise idea, yeah. so much. There's an absolute problem <laughs> if your second highest point getter is your kicker, your spot kicker. <laughs> like that's not good for your franchise. Like I just, it's going to be a tough long year. Like I don't think he wins a game. <laughs> It's like a, it's basically like a bye week. Do, do, okay, do you think over under games he's over 100 points? Honestly, I say the over under is two and a half, and I don't think he breaks it. Like I'd bet the under. I think. So you think max two games he goes over 100 100 points? I mean, with this team, like, like where do you go to? I mean, Leonard Fournette. He left Fournette on his bench, which is a bright spot. Yeah. You could yeah, use a, a new is. QB to Stafford getting 18 points. You could probably find better on the waivers. But, like, I look down that bench, and it's like Rob Gronkowski, zero. Matt Breida, 4.4. What are you, the third RB in Miami? Cortland Slutton, injured Don't. out for the year. John Ross, donut. Larry Fitzgerald, 86 years old. Raquel Armstead still on the team. COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't look too promising, does it? It doesn't. No, he's gonna have to hope no, for a it's... few MVP performances from Justin Tucker. If he can get sixteen points every week, Andre might hit a hundred, maybe three times. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. Like it's going to be tough. That's all I'm saying. There's just no other way to say it. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I'm going to go for a hot take here. I think Andre breaks 104 times this season. Okay, do you think he gets a win? I'm not going to touch on that subject. <laughs> I think like, I think that has to be no, then. <laughs> like, do you go to Rob Gronkowski on your bye week? Do you... <laughs> I think John Ross, the third. I think the hard-ons, they'll, they'll eke out a couple <laughs> the wins. The fastest man alive. <laughs> they'll, they'll, He's the fastest man alive. They'll get a few wins. And you know what? Larry Fitzgerald is 60 years old. Oh, the hard-ons are 0-2 right now, but um, 0-2 is not a bad spot to be in. And uh, I tell you that from, from hard, cold facts. In the PMFL, unlike the NFL, there's been a lot of teams that have started out 
0-2 that have gone on to make the playoffs. The T-Sip and Rockers in 2016. <laughs> Team Calabrese in 2016 went on to make the playoffs. Joey Porco's Revenge in 2017 went on to make the playoffs. Primo's Picks in 2018, 0-2. Went on to, to the playoffs, but also finished in third place. Golden Lovers started 0-2. Went on to make the players, finished in fourth place. I like big TDs in 2018. Went on to make the playoffs. That's six teams that started 0-2 made the playoffs. There's only been five teams that started 0-2 throughout the entire PMFL that didn't make the playoffs. So this year, the Grinders, Primo's Picks, and the Hard-Ons all started 0-2. And I'm just saying it's not, it's not time to worry yet. You know, yeah, James, I think something, hold on, hold on. I think something important to, I know what you're going to say Basso in those Owen two teams is the points that they've earned yeah. in each game. Yeah. So James, just look down his lineup one more time. Take a good look, okay? <laughs> a, a thorough look and tell me that it's not that bad that he's Owen two. Saquon going down hurts. Slutton going down hurts. Yeah. That's, but, uh, like, he's got Dion Lewis that he can peg in there. So- <laughs> Say, say say Saquon put put a twenty ball last week. He'd be at one oh one. One oh one points. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to laugh. Oh sometimes fuck, we hey. laugh and sometimes we cry, <laughs> but at least we know now. Dude, you didn't escape unscathed though. How how worried are you about that Devontae Adams injury? I'm worried, but I knew this was the risk when you pick him. If he's healthy, he can be the number one wide receiver, even when Michael Thomas is, is healthy. But he's just always fucking injured. So I went – I got him in the second round, though, so I had to take him there. There's, I couldn't pass up on him. I, I heard a little rumor that they just – they kind of just sat him. Like, if it was a tight game, he would have played. So yeah, he wanted should, to go back should in. should be good. Yeah. But it's a hamstring. Those fucking – from experiences, those fucking hamstrings. There's a, they there's come a back million get of you. those this year amongst NFL they players. They sneak up and they get you. Are you more concerned with the Tay Adams injury or just how invested you are in those – Piss, piss, poor Philadelphia Eagles. I'm very concerned about Zach Hurts, actually. I, I, I used high draft capital on him, thinking he'd be a safe 10-point-a-game kind of guy as your tight end. And I'm very concerned. Um, he's in contract negotiations and all that shit. Philadelphia looks horrible. Carson Wentz is a joke. And Dallas Goddard's there taking snaps and targets away from, from Zertz. So I'm pretty worried about Zertz, actually. Have you- but I think I addressed that with Drew Sample. I think I addressed it, so I think we're good. Maybe you should work a package deal with James. Ship him a few of those eagles that he loves so much. No thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck me. It's uh, it's a tough year for Eagles fans so far. We'll see if it gets any better against the Bengals on Sunday. But Young Hui Koo doing what he does best, which is kick balls. 17 points. The guy, outscoring Justin The guy's Tucker. just a demon. He's a demon. He is a demon. He's electric. There's, I love him. He's awesome. He's like, awesome. When we think about like an exotic flair, like what is he doing in the league? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? It's yeah. almost like a carnival flair. Like, he, Have you heard he him just... speak? Have you heard him speak? No. Uh, no, it's probably not great. <laughs> no, he speaks perfect English. It's a real <laughs> Oh, yeah, nice. it's, a, no. it's a real twist. Me and Fuji yeah. were... He's like my name... My name's actually Giannis. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Mike. (laughs) On Sunday, me and Fuji were looking at Young Wei, and if you take a look at his profile picture on Yahoo, the guy looks like he's got this clean-cut jawline, like chiseled. Like he looks like 
stand-up guy, a guy that you'd want over at, uh, you know, your house party on your football team, kicking footballs, whatever it might be. <laughs> but then when you watch him on Sundays, it looks like he's wearing like a youth extra small helmet and he's just had to cram his dome into his head because his yeah. fucking cheeks is like a squirrel's just swallowed a bunch of nuts. He looks like he's <laughs> yeah. had to fucking put bacon grease on the side of his head. Dude, he, he, he cut weight for his Yahoo fantasy profile pick and then he packed it all back. <laughs> It looks like when uh, me, Basil, and Andre tried to break the world record of wearing these life life jackets, <laughs> and I had, to, I, had, I had to shove my face in this little hole. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> you did. You did. I did. All this. Yeah. Suits, I'm like, can you give me like sort of with a suit here? They're like, yeah, we got three mediums. It's like yeah. me, Andre, and Fuji. Like, oh, good. Yeah, I should just be able to slide right in. <laughs> I had locked jaw for three weeks after I took that thing off. That's an all-time yeah. funny story. <laughs> I don't know if we got time yeah. for the whole thing, but fuck, that's good. It, that's that's what it looked like, though. <laughs> yeah, I was when we got out of there, Fuji. Like, there's no amount of money that would meet would make me stay any longer. <laughs> I know, dude. Didn't you? Just... Fu- it fucking sucked. I'd rather <laughs> die. I'd rather die in the middle of the Atlantic than wear that thing. Yeah. Didn't you drop it oh, yeah. right? After right before, holy they, shit! They Let's tell the it. whole fucking story then. <laughs> no, no, no we, we made we made it like eight hours, I think. Eight hours. Yeah, and then Andre stayed an extra like six and almost got hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's like he was... just like the tube up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna replicate that feeling. I'm sticking it out, boys. <laughs> Oh. oh man! All right, all right, moving on. Right. <laughs> Tanner, keep us on track. Here, all right, let's man. get straight. Primo's picks going down to the cold hustlers. One thirty-five. Joey unable to break a hundred at ninety point seven eight points. Yeah, real sneaky under the radar shitting the bed performance from Joey. Mm-hmm. Which players really let him down here? Allen Robinson, the junkyard dog. Drew Brees, OJ, full pulp Howard. Yeah, how about that? I wonder what Joey's thinking. Didn't he? Uh, he just thinks Tom's going to come in and write uh, the tight end ship in Tampa Bay. It might be more of a coaching thing than a uh, quarterback thing. Yep, Bruce Arians came out and he they they questioned. They're like, "Why is Gronk only seen like two targets?" He's like, "Well, he's a tight end. That's what our wide receivers for is for catching passes." Oh, <laughs> shit. doesn't bode well. <laughs> no kidding. Stay away from that backfield or from those uh, tight ends. Manuel Sanders. Um, he also left. He also left a lot of points on his bench. Tons of points. Let's check that out. Did he ever? Um, wow, not confident in James Conner. I mean, if he's healthy, I feel like you have to. He's play a must-play. I feel like Joey's like. How about? It's a tough. It's a tough week, but I mean, going into next, he's got Edelman and Conner that he can slot in at the flex that just did nothing this past week. And then Goff, like, he's a better play over Drew Brees right now. Yeah, Drew Brees looks old, hey? He does. He doesn't have Thomas to throw the five-yard slants, and it's all of a sudden exposing him. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you guys watch Edelman this week? Yeah. The guy was a machine. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Did you see how gassed he was at the end of the game? This guy is like running routes like, like he should be 23 years yeah. old. He's like cutting corn. He's like, ah, f- <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing it for like 45 minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah. The, I remember the last one where he got taken down right before the goal line. Yeah. 
he just looked exhausted. Like he lost like five years off of his life. Yeah, yeah, but it was electric. He what a performance. Yeah, I think it was he'd played how many games with Tom Brady and then he's played two with Cam and he's already broken his all time receiving in a game. Receiving yards in a game. Yeah, I mm-hmm. heard that. That's facts. Cam's looking good. And the Paul yeah. looking good um, week three. We got our facts straight. How about Russell Wilson though? I mean like <laughs> It's a bounce back week. The cold hustlers, they uh, they went down in week one, but came back, get back in the win column there. This was a, this was that game too. There was the original projection was 126 to 125. Like it was close as nuts. And the hustlers end up beating him by 45 points. He's thrown nine touchdowns in two games. And 11 incompletions. If you, if you extrapolate that for, what's that? 72 touchdowns? Nice work. <laughs> Holy shit, you're a machine with the numbers, Fuge. He's, he's gonna throw to... seventy-two touch he's gonna throw seventy-two touchdowns this year. That's what's gonna wow. happen. Wow. That's my good. bold prediction. If he does that, I predict he wins MVP. Yeah, good prediction. <laughs> um, not a bad show. <laughs> yeah. Those Cleveland Browns yeah. football backfield went absolutely bananas this week. Thursday night game. Do you trust it? Do you trust Kareem Hunt to be a weekly play? I do. I think you can flex him. I think you can. Yeah, I think you can play both of them. Yeah. I like a, if you have both of them on your team, I think you can. Play lot, both. I have a lot more confidence so in them than the uh, wide receiving options there in Cleveland. Hey. Well, I mean, <laughs> can, can, can you imagine if Kareem Hunt was still on the Chiefs? Kareem, no, Kareem Hunt. He's, there's yeah. a, there's few teams that Kareem Hunt wouldn't be the number one running back on, like. The Giants, the Panthers, the Titans, maybe the Vikings. Like most teams, Kareem Hunt is the bell cow. Yeah, he's, he's he's ridiculous. The fact that they have two of possibly the top five running backs, like if either of those guys got full volume, you'd be talking like top three pick every year. And also the fact that this game too, uh, since he scored that late touchdown to Boyd, I think at the end of the game, but for most of the game, they were in control. So they were running the clock out, running the ball a lot. And the fact that Hunt is still getting 86 rush yards, he had more targets than Chubb did. He had a receiving touchdown. Like, he's getting involved in the game despite the game script. He's, if they're losing, he's getting it. If they're winning, they're, he's still getting it. So I think – Yeah, there was – sorry. No, I was just going to say it bodes well for him. Yeah, there was a stretch of time in that game. I think it was the fourth quarter where it was just all Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, because he had two, he had two rushes going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, because because they were up by like what at that point like two scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess well, they just yeah. thought give give Chubb some rest and get this old boy Hunt some work. <laughs> this twenty three year old old boy, <laughs> like an old yeah. guy. Yeah. Rest of Mark's teams yeah. looking. Uh, I mean, Joe Mixon on the on the losing side of that game didn't uh, didn't really show out too much. It's a little concerning as a Mixon owner just how little he is involved in the pass game as the Bengals are starting to migrate more into the Joe Burrow era and he's spreading the ball around. But on obvious passing downs, Mixon's nowhere to be seen. It's a, that little scrub that's been in the league for about 15 years, Gio Bernard, that's just eating all those receptions. <laughs> the calibrage. <laughs> the calibrage. Fooch, question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about um, Bobby Ando there? Taking a good share of the receiving work away from DJ Moore. 
so it's definitely worrisome. But DJ Moore still had more targets and put. I think put up. He's put up good points. Put up. You're fucking. You're fucking. Put up. He put up sixty points. Straight, so he put up more points than Robbie Anderson. But Robbie Anderson does look like a. That was a, that was a dumb question. I just wanted to bring up DJ Moore. Is Robbie <laughs> Anderson the the new Bobby Big Dick? Oh, that that's a proper question. I don't know. He's got Teddy Two Gloves tossing the football and no Christian McCaffrey anymore, so I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Like at least they uh, had we'll at see. least they had Gurley. I don't know. I don't. I think as, even though Goff hasn't really lived up to expectations, I still think a Goff not living up to expectations is better than Teddy Bridgewater. Mm. In that offense. Yeah, I I think I think I agree. Goff has more upside. All right, let's go on to the final matchup of the week, which was the Skunkle Squad taking down the Stab Shabby Gabby Rocks, one twenty-three to one hundred two. This was uh, the battle of the Colts backfield. Oh. Naheem Hines, hey? <laughs> Yikes! We gotta talk about it. <laughs> we have to. One reception for four yards. I don't know how that happened. I think everyone in the world. Projected that wrong. What's yeah. sixty-one divided by four? Huh. Hey, they were they were good four though. They were a good four. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor out touched Naheem Hines twenty-eight to one. Yeah, it looks like his backfield. That's for sure. How about Will Fuller with the donut, the flying V with the donut? Yeah, yeah, it's even you, less. You don't want to play yeah. Baltimore, I guess. Oof. Like if your players are playing Baltimore, just drop them. How does your number one receiver not see a target when you're down the whole game? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Was he out there the whole time? I could have sworn I heard um, little birds chirping about a hamstring issue. He was on the bench. He was getting looked at, but nothing came on the injury report. There was nothing officially reported. He was yeah, in there at the end of the game. Not questionable. So hmm. he's been known to blow a hammy or two. Yeah. That's an that's an absolute goose there from Fuller. On the other side of the coin, though, how about Dallas getting the job done with a under ten point performance from Tom Brady? Still hitting one twenty. Yeah, yeah. His other his other guys, Johnny Smith, really picked up the slack. Yeah, how about him? He's he's absolutely popping off this year. He played the right tight end this week. Bass, Bass you, you drafted him, didn't you? <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't. No. Last year, I think. Bass Did you actually not? Janu? Yeah. No, no. I, dra- I drafted Austin Hooper, the most over who, 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 oh, most overpaid tight end in the league. <laughs> not wrong. Is Janu a wire pickup, Fooge? <laughs> I, th- no, I, I, I think, Dallas, I think Dallas drafted him. Fuck, I have to look now. Yeah, while well, you're looking at that. Um, Miles Sanders comes back as one of the few bright spots of the Eagles. Yeah, that's huge. Jonathan... Jonathan Taylor's an absolute problem too, eh? Dallas got a, like he, a couple of good starting running backs, a couple of good starting receivers. This was a shit game from Thielen, but the Vikings just played like trash all game. Vikings look like they're tanking for Lawrence. They look bad. <laughs> like they uh like their their secondary can can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. They're like that's how bad they are. They're loose. I was wrong. Dallas drafted him. Okay. Yeah, fuck me. So, what I will say though is that I did draft Minnesota D, <laughs> and I got absolutely bent over. Hey, that's okay. You didn't have to pay anything for him. 
Interesting, uh, just while we're on the fact that Tom, old Tom, only got nine points this week. Dallas went out and spent $6 on Ryan Tannehill. Oh, there you go. I don't hate it. I don't hate that. Me neither. He's, he's playing good football right now. The Titans, dating back to week 14 of last year, have scored more touchdowns than any team in the NFL. They've scored like 46 touchdowns. They've only kicked six field goals. Part of that's because Goskowski couldn't fucking kick them straight in week one, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Another interesting point is that Dallas seems to be leaving um, John Brown on the bench and uh, going with Gallup. Uh, After back-to-back 16-point games. Gallup right? has back-to-back six-point games. So Dallas, you might want to take a look at the uh, Yahoo app on your uh, mobile device there. Wanathan <laughs> Brown? <laughs> Have a look. And he's got, uh, he's got AP on the bench. Yeah, nothing. I just wanted to shout out AP Legend. Um, other That's side of the coin he, there. He dropped Kendrick Bourne for uh, for Tannehill when he's got James Washington, Peterson, and Madison all going for less points than Bourne over the past two weeks. It's a Kendrick it's just, Bourne. It's just smart management. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just getting the job done on a week to week basis, right? Yeah, he's like, hey, he's five hundred. Five hundred. I'm right there. I get it. Drop Kendrick Bourne. You'd rather be you'd rather be 0-2. Most of the teams make the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't lie. <laughs> That's a fact. I went I went deep deep in on this one for the research. <laughs> We're looking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh for the, the Scab City Shamrocks, there's um there's not a lot to love. I mean, Deshaun underperforming, Big Dick Bobby putting up 10 points. Mike Evans had a big game, 20 points. Dalvin Cook scored that garbage time touchdown, which pretty much saved the week. Kenyon Drake going for 10 points and a big win. Like, they they won 30-15 to 15 over the Washington football team. Starting running back only manages 10 points. And then Andrews, Fuller, Hines, all those guys coming up short. I'd say there's there's um, there wasn't a lot to love this week, but I think going forward with the bench pickups that Wise he's made here, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's got R- Russell Gage and uh, Lavisca Chenault. Yeah, he's got to be just shaking his head though at that. Yeah, sixty-one dollar Hines bid. Yeah, we'll see how. I'm very curious to uh, see how that works out for Hines next week. I think he has a bit of a bounce back game. I mean, so does Yahoo. Apparently, still got him at. 9.5 projected points. Uh, we'll see if he hits it. All right. Shall we move on to that good old waiver wire? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to do week. the? Uh, do you want to go to the waiver or that new segment you were talking about, Tanner? Ah, uh, no. Fuck the new segment. Let's get straight fuck to the waivers. The new segment. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. We're going live. <laughs> I love that. What do you guys want to start away. here? It's hard to stay away from waivers this week. Yeah, they're busy. I, I, I just want to say, I think it needs to be said, the wire has been absolutely wild this year, like compared to any other year. I don't know if that's because of injuries or whatever, but part of it is, but I don't know. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love the league is active and like we're spending, Yeah, but we're in, we're also in week three. Yeah. It's <laughs> still early as fuck. There's going to be other injuries. There's going to be opportunities. I don't know. In my opinion, this week's waivers, they weren't worthy of blowing the budget. 
he might disagree, but I understand the Mike Davis yeah. pickup from Tanner and Daryl Henderson in the handcuffs. I even get Andre's pickups, but I just want that to be said. Fuji, it wasn't worth blowing it. $42 bid on Mike Davis. <laughs> well, well let me, let me talk <laughs> yeah, about let's that. talk about it, right? Let's talk about Also, for the people saying I don't want to spend fab, <laughs> I actually ran, I ran some I ran some numbers today, okay? And I looked at the top waiver purchases of the year. So, Naeem Hines, Benny Snell, Devonta Freeman, Mike Davis, and Daryl Henderson. Those are the top, so far, the top five waiver pickups of the year. Okay. And I added the total amount that teams were willing to spend across those players. The team that was willing to spend the most across those five guys, you want to guess who it was? <laughs> it's you. No, no. No, it was you. It was, it was how hungry are okay. you? And I was second. I was second. So... I'm actually trying to spend. I'm actually trying to spend more than every other team in the league, besides one. So this narrative that I don't want to spend. Yeah, but you're you, you, so, so, wait, hold on. No, no. I'm not done. I'm not but, done. I'm not done. You but you're, I'm you're, done. you're too cheap to actually buck up. What are you talking about? <laughs> did you just not hear the stat I just said? Yeah, but you're too cheap to actually buck up and get the win you did. I spent the second most across the five highest. You, you're assets. like the guy that goes to the store and asks for the extra five percent when it's already fifty percent off. <laughs> that's just that's just that's that's being a bargain hunter. <laughs> you're like, can I get another twelve dollars off the, that pair of jeans? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so anyone, everyone's saying I don't want to spend fab. Shut your mouth. Yo, anyway, let's look at yo, these ads. Dominican, though. You also you yep. bid zero dollars on Daryl Henderson, and how hungry are you? Bid thirty three dollars. So if you subtract that, because you didn't even really, you know, throw your hat into the ring for Daryl Henderson, but if you take away those thirty three, no, that's, that's been considered. That's been considered. That's okay. been considered. Yeah, that's been considered. So yeah, yeah what it's, a. It's I guess you don't week. like Fuji. Um, James, we'll start you up. How? Why did you um, target Daryl Henderson so heavily? And then I'll, I'll ask Fuji after that, why do you not want him at all? Uh, Go there's a couple of contributing factors. The first being the fact that my second RB spot has been an absolute joke for <laughs> through the first two weeks. So I need someone that's capable of scoring more than six points. Mm-hmm. And that with the fact that my Cam Akers shares, securing the Daryl Henderson handcuff was, uh, was very attractive. And uh, something I felt like if I didn't get him now and then he went on and he was eaten into acres, at least this way, if I've got both of them and it looks like one of them is going to pull ahead, I've still got control over that backfield. So my whole strategy this year is go with RB handcuffs. So at least this way, I've got both of them. Uh, $47. Do I, do I want that $14 back? I'd love it. You know how much you can buy with $14 of fab? I mean, not a lot if guys like uh, fucking Deion Lewis are going for 22, you know? <laughs> That's like seven defenses. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is a lot. But, hey, you got your guy. Yeah, um, I'm happy with him. He slotted in this week. Yeah, I kind of had the same thoughts. That's why I threw in a $33 bid there. Um, with Malcolm Brown busting a finger open and having surgery, you know, he's going to be a, running a little tentatively, you have to think. And... Um, yeah, that Rams backfield generally tends to run the ball a bit. Food, you you threw in a zero dollar bid. You just want to get in on the mix, not end up on the blacklist. Yeah, I really only wanted Mike Davis. Um, we can talk about that later, but I understand why James got Daryl Anderson. He's a handcuff for Acres, so I don't hate that pickup at mm-hmm. all. Um, but I just didn't want to have to spend almost half of my fab on a guy who's going to be splitting carries in a backfield 
um, with when Akers is back and with Malcolm Brown. So mm-hmm. that was my idea. That was my thinking behind it. I might be wrong, but it kills me a little bit inside too because I bumped it from forty to forty-one to forty-two to forty-five to forty-seven. <laughs> All probably yeah, within it's... the span of like an hour before waivers went through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you needed Crunch them. Time. You needed them. I think that's a smart play. Like I think end of the year it will be Henderson or Acres that has that backfield. That's true. Yeah, one of one of those two. But uh, yeah, let's let's go on because he's not even the highest bid this week. Let's uh, let's take a look at Mike Davis. Tanner, mm-hmm. you want him? Yeah, I I wanted him. And more than that, I needed him. Um, <laughs> my running back situation this year is a little bit sketchy. I did go pretty heavy on the wide receivers. So if anybody wants to uh, make a reasonable trade offer, hit me in my uh, DMs. And um, yeah, 55 bucks. Hey, like you said there, that you uh, cranked it up from 40 to 47. I started at 69 and moved it down to 55. <laughs> uh, kind of arbitrary, like 69. I just thought, you know, a good number. Um <laughs> Yeah, I was all over the place. I, you know, doing my research, right? Like a good manager should. I was at a lot of people saying, oh, you know, 25, 30 fab. But hey, if you need them, maybe spend the house, throw it all in there. I'm like, okay, nobody's bidding 90 bucks on Mike Davis. Long story short, I had to get my guy to, I know he's a rental. He's only going to be in there, you know, four to six weeks. Who knows? You hope he's in there for as little time as possible. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it would have been, yeah, like I said earlier, wise to just handcuff Christian McCaffrey in the first place. But yeah, you can't you can't predict injuries, I guess. Um, you can only spend Tanner, your way out I, of it. I love the pickup. I love the pickup. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Fuge. I think you just have to pick him up if you're the Christian McCaffrey owner, and you can't lose that bid. Mm-hmm. Like also, I, I like him for for any team because who's the? Do you know who the backup is behind? That's Mike the Davis? thing. Nobody yeah. knows, and it's probably going to be some weirdo carries out of the backfield on jet sweeps by Curtis Samuel. This I looked it up. His name's Trenton Canyon. He was drafted in the sixth <laughs> round of the 2018 draft by the New York Jets. This guy will not see the field. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I I get that as well. But this is what I don't like about the bid. If you're not, if you are not a Mike D- or a Christian McCaffrey owner. Hmm. You're going to get three weeks out of the guy. Mm-hmm. I think McCaffrey's back in a month. He's back in four weeks. And if you're not the owner of Christian McCaffrey, you're spending close to half your, your fab on yeah, a guy. That's never going to see the field after. And I, I'm going to try and explain why I made my bid for Devontae Freeman. I might be a little high. My original bid was actually $38. I went up. Um, so <laughs> oh. I over I overspent. Um, oh, that would have been a perfect. Pick. Yeah, you would have. I know. I overspent, but I do see why uh, Tanner did it. I I just don't see the logic for everyone for anyone else because I don't see him being like a twenty point. Like, if you're going to spend that much money for three weeks, you got to hope he's almost like a fifteen to twenty point guy every week. And I don't know if he is. If it makes you feel any better, boss, you overspent by twelve bucks. Uh, Mr. Hungry overspent by thirteen. I overspent by fourteen. So we are we're all we're all in that range. A little, sh- little short, but at least we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. So if I could just add, if I could just add why I wanted Mike Davis, I would rather spend the same amount of fab on a on a guy who I know is going to be a bell cow 
even if it's a rental for, for four to six weeks, whatever time period McCaffrey's going to be out, then a guy like Devonta Freeman, who barely played last year, is always injured, has to learn a new playbook, plays for a bad team, and is, and is prob- most likely going to be splitting work with two other guys. Mm-hmm. I'll explain mine. Once we get there, I'll explain why I paid that money for him. Floor is yours. So we're there. We're, we've got there. <laughs> we're here. Okay, so Devontae Freeman. A uh, couple things. This guy turned down more money to play for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and I think he did so because he wanted to play and he wanted to prove that he could stay in the NFL. Now, he is playing on a bad team. But he is a good pass catcher. We play in a PPR league. And I have the luxury, I feel, in my team that I can take a chance on a player who could have pretty high upside in terms of being a regular flex play. That is where I see the upside of Devontae Freeman, like a lock at flex, like a player that can get you 15 points. Now, I have a team where I have a a stable of running backs. I have um, Zeke Elliott. I have Chris Carson. I have David Montgomery. I have Antonio Gibson. I have Miles Gaskin. And now I have Devontae Freeman. If any of those players, Antonio Gibson, who I think could happen, Devontae Freeman, who I think ca- can happen, and Miles Gaskin, maybe not so much, but he looks like he might have like a pretty safe floor because he, he does catch a lot of balls out of that Miami backfield. I now have in my mind a possible trade chip out of any of those players that I could use to build my team. So that's, that's what I looked into. And then I thought, well, I'm looking at the waiver wire. Is there anybody in this waiver wire that is going to be more valuable than, than Devontae Freeman coming forward? I don't know. And that's the uncertainty for me. So I go, I don't know if anyone's going to be more valuable than he is. I see the upside there. He can catch the ball. We're in a PPR league. He's, he's, he's shown that he's been a viable fantasy football player in the past. I understand he's older, there's injuries, but I'm just going purely on potential upside here. Yeah, I agree with those points. And in that position with a lot of running backs, when you can spend $49, still keep the majority of your fab and be able to take shots on guys later on, then I, I think it's a wise move. The only argument I'd make for potential value, but only because it pertains to having Cam Akers, would be that Daryl Henderson may be more valuable down the road just because of the offense that he plays in. But that's because I have Akers at the same time too. But if I if I had the luxury of having a lot of running backs that were actually on the field, unlike my rookies that are just running around, not actually doing anything of value, then yeah, I I. I I think you. Um, I think forty nine dollars. I probably, if I was seriously going in gung ho to get Freeman, would have come in somewhere similar. Um, it looks like Andre was the only other guy that was really serious about uh, about getting. <laughs> that should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that he wasn't signed either. Like, when did he sign? Did he sign maybe the, the Tuesday night or the Wednesday yeah, morning? Yeah, yes. I think it was yes yesterday or something. Yeah, it was Tuesday um, afternoon. Don't don't get me wrong. I like the pickup. He he has to be owned, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just I just hate the price that you had to pay to get him, just because, like I said, he's always injured. 
I, I don't know if I buy into he's gonna lead that he's gonna lead that backfield. I think the backfield will be an RBBC, Tanner's favorite. Um <laughs> and if you look at the Giants first two games Saquon couldn't run behind that line, man. They're so pass heavy and their O line is so bad. Um and and Freeman when he when he was playing with the Falcons, which I think we all agree is a far more high powered offense than the Giants, he was not very efficient. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he passed 100 yards rushing once, and I think he only scored a couple touchdown rushing touchdowns all season in 2019. So I just don't think he's worth over 50 percent of your fab, especially especially because we're only in week three. I agree in a, in a sense, but also you're playing against Saquon Barkley. Are you going to stack the box or not? No, I know. Like I know. I know. But there's like there's true. so many there's so many things going on. Like if I'm playing against Saquon Barkley and. I'm playing against the New York Giants. I'm going to stack the box. If somebody's going to burn me, it's not Saquon Barkley. If I'm playing against Devontae Freeman, like he might get different looks. He might get. It's true. That's a good. You point. know. All right, moving past uh, Devontae Freeman here on to the next New York Giants running back. And while we're talking about those hard Andres, how about the twenty-two dollar winning offer for Dion Lewis? Had a, had a good yeah, game. It's... I mean, last week he caught what eight passes. Yeah, I, again, for me, it's the same thing. Has to be owned. I think he could be have upside, but I guess I just have an issue with the price that he had to pay. Well, he didn't have to. I guess he didn't really think about it that hard. But yeah, yeah, but know. he's probably like just panic, panic purchasing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he he also bought he bought a didn't he get a wide receiver? Yes, you could. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole for twenty for twenty one dollars. I like the Keelan Cole. So Keelan I, Cole pickup. I would have liked to have him on my squad. I wouldn't have liked him for twenty one dollars though. Yeah, it's just it's just the price. It's yeah, the, the price, price is a little high, but I believe he does have a higher target share in that backfield than any of the other wide receivers right now. Higher than Chark. Higher than Lavisca Chenault. Dude, Keelan Cole. Also, when you were looking at just the the fantasy points. Um, for all of the free agents that were out there this past week, Keelan Cole was way ahead. Like, he's got 27, 28 points through the first two weeks. Yeah. No one else came close. The thing is, you can't uh, add those pass points to your team, but it does show that he's been uh, performing well thus far. <laughs> Gardner Minshew is chucking the ball around to everyone, mm-hmm. which is a DJ Chark owner, Bass. So how does that make you feel? I mean, Keelan Cole's outplaying Chark so far. Yeah, I mean, Chark's seven for seven in receptions. I'm like, I'm at a point where I'm not, I, I'm not too nervous yet. I think this week's a big week. If he doesn't have a good week against Miami, then I'll really start to to panic a little bit. Um, but I think Chark's just too good. Like, he's their best wide receiver. I don't understand how he's not getting more targets. I hope that talent prevails. Um, but this will be the week. Like, I have, I have Chark in. Tomorrow night, actually, against Miami, and I, to be honest, I think he's going to have a big week. But, mm. but if he doesn't, then I'll <laughs> I'll be a little bit worried as a charcoal. I just think he's too good not to not to get those see an uptick in those targets. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, aren't the Jags two and zero? Sorry, Fuji, but aren't they two and zero? No, they lost a heartbreaker the... last week. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I was just going to say, say if you're Andre and you spent $21 on Keelan Cole and he has two games where he puts up zero points, what do you do? You drop him and you just say, okay, that $21 is on cost. I'm not getting that back. Or do you have to hold on to him now? 
Like, I think you put yourself in a corner by spending that much on a type of player like that, mm. that you have, that now you have to hold on to that guy to see if he pans out, which eats up the bench spot. Yeah, but would you say the same thing about Tanner picking up Mike Davis? Well, Mike no. Davis, I think, has a bit more safety because even though it's only for four to six weeks, he, you know he's, gonna, he's the only running back in that backfield. And he's in, like, desperate need. Mm. Like he, you, you, Tanner. He <laughs> You're saying that the hard arms aren't in desperate need. No, but but <laughs> he he basically he basically is was running an RB zero with Christian McCaffrey. Like it was Christian McCaffrey, James White. So he like, and now it's like no Christian McCaffrey. You need an RB, and you know Davis is going to be the guy there well, for at least four yeah, or six like, weeks. So you know what's fucked up is that we haven't even got the bye weeks yet. <laughs> I know. There's there's bye week. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> We're all so fucked. We have one IR spot. We are fucking done. We're gonna be trotting out the most fucking no name brand of fantasy football that we've ever seen before. <laughs> Dude, the waivers are gonna get absolutely outrageous eventually. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be bidding zero dollars, and it's gonna be like who has the shittiest record and gets the guy. <laughs> well, I think my favorite part about all these waiver bids are all the Stab City Schmamrocks zero dollar bids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's like this, you know, like this guy's got literally zero dollars to spend. And he got open on absolutely everything. Hey, he, he was able to land one, one guy, and it, well, it's actually a number of guys. The Los Angeles Chargers defense. Yeah, yeah. I guess you you don't have to think as much though, and you have no fab. That's I true. guess that's an ups- That's a yeah. bonus. Hear that, Dallas? To spend all your fab on Jimmy Graham, you don't have to think anymore. <laughs> hey, let's talk about another big wide receiver pickup. A bit of an overspend there from Nacho Man, uh, Nacho Man Randy Saul. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's got Mapletron on his team, hey? Chase How about Clayman. <laughs> Clayman, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Chase Clayman. <laughs> that's wild. The guy's seen five targets over uh, two games. And, I mean, Kev, t- he took it to heart. He said he sent that message in the chat. He said, after we chirped his, uh, his and others' uh, very small bids on certain key players, and he said, <laughs> all right, I, I forgot we were playing with high rollers. And, yeah, he put his money where his mouth is and got uh, Mapletron. At the same time, in the yeah. same breath, he spent twenty five dollars on Michael Pittman Jr. So that's forty eight dollars on Wait, two wide that? receivers. No way! Holy fuck! Yeah, I don't think anyone else bid on him. No but way! Sausages, sausages dropped twenty five dollars on Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, check that out! Wide receiver. Wow! Uh, he's he's got Big a total spenda. of seven seven fantasy points this year. Maybe he's got some inside info. He's a tech guy. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe he's just like crunched the numbers. He's like fucking in his room and just <laughs> he's like, did like a, a ten hour just Adderall high. And... <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we're all yeah. <laughs> because I mean, Paris Campbell was supposed to be the guy, and then he went down with injury. So Pittman, yeah. I guess maybe he slotted in as the wide receiver two there behind Hilton. Yeah, I mean, and Hilton hasn't really found much chemistry with Philip Rivers yet through two weeks, so we'll see how that um, wideout situation there develops. It's because most of Hilton's routes are beyond 10 yards. Yeah, that's true. The shot put throwing form doesn't really uh, accommodate that deep down the field. Just uh, one more shout-out. I like this pickup. I've been all over Tanner's dick this pod, but uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. for $3. I think that could be a decent pickup. Um, I don't know if Jarek McKinnon will be handling all the all the running back work in San Fran. And with Tevin Coleman out and Mostert out, I think it could be a good value play. The last yeah. time I saw Jeff Wilson Jr. was on Castaway. 
With <laughs> 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 Sir Thomas Hanks. You're straight. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting pickup. I'm a little bit concerned about what's gonna ha- what that backfield's gonna look like this week with uh, Wilson and McKinnon. I mean, you got to think McKinnon's been more involved thus far, so you think he'd be continuing to do so. But I would not be shocked whatsoever if Jeff Wilson Jr. puts up a better week than McKinnon. Wow, wouldn't yeah. be shocked at all. I, I, I McKinnon looks good. Yeah, he did look good. I like the Dalton Schultz pickup. Oh, that's oh, a great yeah. pickup. Let's talk I'm about that now. I'm like, why didn't I? Like, why didn't I? Yeah, I um, I actually ten targets. Yeah. Just before we get into that, I mean, first of all, third tight end probably going to start three tight ends for the first time ever in PMFL history this week. Holy fuck! Um, but that? also, I mean, it's a low floor for those guys too, assuming that Kittle is all right and he's able to play up to the level. He's also got Nick Mullins, who's going to be scared as hell tossing the ball. So uh, uh, last Mullins time, when when Mullins was in the game last year, though, when he was playing, or maybe even the year before, Kittle ate. He had so mm-hmm. many targets when Mullins was in the game. So hopefully they pick up right where they left off. But <laughs> how about, before we get into Dalton Schultz, just the fact that Primo's picks came out, they were hungry for a new quarterback with Drew Brees tossing up fucking absolute bones to the pitiful wide receiver core of the New Orleans Saints, hurting for tight end, and Primo's picks. I mean, they're certainly bargain hunters. you got to give them that, but he didn't have any of his guys. Primo's picks, I think, may have lost on more attempted pickups this week than anybody else. Yeah, uh, especially, especially when when you started off the season 0-2, had, had a tough couple of games. I feel like you're more inclined to spend up a bit. Mm. Not Joey, though. To get to – get, not Joey, hey, yeah. So. This is an absolute get-fucked pickup on that same note. Um, Joey's like, all right, I need a quarterback. Gardner Minshew's balling. Uh, I'm going to throw a $3 offer in on him. Boom, he gets smacked by a $6 winning offer. But to who? <laughs> the Tokyo football Titans playing Patrick Mahomes every week. Minshew's rotting on his bench, and Joey couldn't have him. Yeah. Primo's picks. Trading. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. I was just going to say it could be a good trading piece. Yeah, maybe. Primo's picks bids on Devontae Freeman. Doesn't get him. Primo's picks bids on Indianapolis defense. Doesn't get them. Primo's picks bids on Ryan Tannehill. Doesn't get them. So they're stuck with Drew Brees for another week unless they oh, bid on Daryl Wait, Henderson. As we well. got waivers Friday, right? He'll sort himself out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that Dalton, that Dalton Schultz. I was last night. I couldn't sleep at all. I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning, checked waivers, and uh, <laughs> almost creamed my pants. Oh, you're straight. <laughs> you're right, dude. It is the best feeling when you big brain someone by one dollar. <laughs> it's That's the best feeling. All right. Um, just quick shout out. Get fucked, Gores. Uh, that's my kicker, Rodrigo. Nice try there. <laughs> what a name on that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All name team. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that pretty much does it for waivers. Anything else on there you guys want to chat about, or shall we move on to predictions? No, really. No, I got every. I, yeah, I think everything was no it. trades. Dalton Schultz, happy to have you, Joe. If you want to make a trade, offer me something decent. <laughs> <laughs> Not Drew Brees for Josh Allen this time. I threw a little trade out to you. You did, yeah. And then you just said on the pod about ten minutes ago that you don't like DJ Chark. No, I, I no, 
I love DJ the, to- <laughs> the Tony Pollard for uh, Corey Davis. Yeah. That's oh, he's, he, he's just trying to handcuff Zeke. You know, don't let yeah, him do that. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't hate it, but AJ Brown, he'll be back before now. And I know, but you, say, need, you, you need to win teams. now. What are the stats on an 0 3 team? <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't pulled those yet. Hopefully, I don't have to next week. What are the, what are the stats week. on an 0-3 team? See, Bass, I was considering the trade, but I said, you know what? Let's just wait to see how the waivers go. And the fact that I was able to get Dalton Schultz, Schultz also picked up Cole Beasley to finally form my Josh Allen, Cole Beasley stack. And I was able to get Daryl Henderson. And now I feel like I'm in a better position on my flex where I don't need to give up a nice, juicy Tony Pollard handcuff. For, uh, for a one-week, maybe two-week. Corey Davis could be big. I mean, Corey Davis last year was the sleeper pick that everybody going into the draft was, oh, this is his year, this is his year. And then he kind of busted again, but then through the first two weeks, he's looked really good. So in four weeks, you know, I might look back and say, damn, I should have traded for Corey Davis. But I think at current state, the running back handcuff is more important than a wide receiver handcuff for a wide receiver that's coming back in a few weeks. Agreed. Fair enough. I'll just cancel that trade then. Go fuck myself. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to keep it open, because it's yeah. like. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if Pollard gets hurt this week, I might just yeah. sneak it in there. Exactly. <laughs> Pending. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's, should we look ahead? Should we look to next week? Let's or get into week? some predictions. Where do you guys want to start here? I'll, can I? I'll start with the primos picks and the uh, how hungries are used. Or oh. sorry, the hard on. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so this is a battle of of last and second last. This is uh, like we said, we don't know what what the stats are on zero and three teams. So this is a pretty pivotal matchup, I think. Oh, pretty pivotal. Get pit, pit, uh, sorry, whatever that word is. <laughs> Joey's a heavy favorite in this game, 130 to 114 for primos. And just looking at each roster, and I'm not trying to be funny, it's just really hard to favor any of Andre's guys here besides besides a few. So I'm not a fan of either quarterback. Breeze is old, like you mentioned, but Joey will probably sort that out. And Stafford has been pretty underwhelming, uh, especially without Galladay there. Um. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Stafford though because Galladay is probably coming back. Um, the junkyard dog has been extremely underwhelming. So has Cup a bit, but I think Cup ha- does have a bit more upside, and I think he he will outscore the junkyard dog this week. And then Jared Cook should have more points than Juice Howard. I think. <laughs> that sounds like a steady stream. <laughs> That's fucking bass, isn't it? Sorry, boys. <laughs> With his anteater out while I'm doing predictions. <laughs> um, so besides those three guys, Stafford, um, Cup, and Jared Cook, I favor everyone else on Joey's team. So that's it. That's the prediction. Everything else, I favor Joey. I mean, do you guys see anything... You guys disagree with me? Do you see anything worth knowing? Uh, Justin Tucker is going to outperform Will Lutz, that's for sure, but that's kickers, so who cares? And um, Cook versus OJ Howard is like a smash in favor of Andre. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, that's what I said. Did I not say that? Yeah, I mean, you kind of understated it. You're like, yeah, I think I'll take Cook there. Like, yeah, you'll take, yeah, you'll take Cook. 
Uh, I can see okay. Fournette having a big game against Denver. Denver defense has given up 100-yard rushing games against Derrick Henry. And then last week, a 100-yard rushing game against Melvin Gordon. I expect the Bucks to be up in this game. And I don't think Bruce Arians is forgiven Rojo for fumbling the football last game. So I expect Fournette to hit 20 points this week. Say no to Rojo. By the way, I, I think that's the dumbest thing in football when a running back fumbles and the coach takes the running back out and doesn't play them anymore. I think that's one of the dumbest things in sports. Yeah. Do you guys Yeah, because that? the guy's got to come back and prove himself. Like, he's going to be thinking about not fumbling, right? Yeah, and if you just say, okay, go back and do it again, then he's not thinking about fumbling again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think Kinda it's I agree with that, too. But um, for, for this matchup, I'm, I'm not going to get fancy. Primo's picks is going to win 124 to 95. Ooh, so you don't think Andre breaks 100 this week, eh? Not this week. All I right. also see these two teams being um, bid candidates on potential quarterbacks on the waiver wire still for, for Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I'm going to go with a hot take. I think Andre breaks 100 this week. Okay, okay. It's one of those. One of those. It's one of those four weeks. <laughs> that is steaming hot. Steaming hot. Tucker goes for forty this week. <laughs> <laughs> Might need it. All right. Why don't I move on here and take a look at the helmet boppers and the Copenhagen Cowboys? It's a it's a big week three matchup. You've got the second place team, the fourth place team, two and zero versus one and one. Right now. Cowboys coming in as a 135.67 favorite over 129.26 of the boppers. 55%. I mean, that's pretty much a coin flip. Six points can come from anywhere. Uh, taking a look at this, Kyler Murray against Dak Prescott. Two bona fide QB1s going at it. I like Murray against Detroit. He's been eaten up by the Green Bay Packers so far with that Hopkins stack. I expect those guys to just continue where they left off in week two, and they're going to continue to put up points. Um, Dak Prescott against Seattle. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think the Cowboys can score against anyone, and they can score whenever they want, as we saw against the Falcons last week. Um, Prescott, I mean, he is the NFC player of the week. He's, uh, he's a great fantasy QB, and I could see him putting up another big game. But I think that Murray and Hopkins against Prescott and Shark are going to give the edge to that stack for the boppers because I think they continue on. Curtis Godwin coming back from <laughs> a concussion. He uh, going up against the Denver defense. Good defense as far as the secondary goes. I don't like the front seven in Denver, but the back end is pretty good. Um Tom Brady is not throwing the ball that much, um, but we'll see how it goes. Like Tampa Bay is actually winning games off of the defense right now, which is interesting. Uh, Mike Evans also looks like he might be the his favorite target because Scotty fucking Miller disappeared last game. But we'll see how Curtis Godwin could be the the pivot of this game if Curtis Godwin balls out and scores two touchdowns, has ten catches, then I'd give the win to the Cowboys. But if he goes silent, if he doesn't do too much, then I think the boppers might take it. I think that's a, that's a matchup to look at. Boyd against Philadelphia, he's not going to see big play slay. He's going to be looking at Craven uh, LeBlanc and uh, fucking Jordan Mills on the Eagles secondary. So I think Boyd could have a big game. It looked like in the second game he found a 
quite a bit more chemistry with Joe Burrow. Aaron Jones going against New Orleans. It may be a tougher defense than the one he faced last week, but I still expect him to have a good game. And then Devin Singletary, um, well, playing against the Rams, but we know that Zach DeVos Moss is the guy in that backfield. So <laughs> don't expect Devin Singletary to have much of a much of a game. Against Zeke and Carson, both of which running backs playing against each other in that Seattle-Dallas game. Actually going to be a big one for you to watch back. That'll be a banger. Mm-hmm. Game's in the rain, so you expect the running backs to handle the load quite a bit, other than when Dak Prescott's punching it in from the one fucking yard line every single time they get down there. <laughs> Three rushing touchdowns last week, not a big deal. Um, I I like Basso's running backs in this game. I think Zeke and Carson um, offer – more upside and a higher floor than Jones and Singletary. Uh, looking at the tight ends, Goddard against Cincinnati for the Boppers and Hurst against Chicago in a dome for the Cowboys. I like both of these tight end matchup. Hurst showed a little bit of something last week, and I think this one's a coin flip, so I'm not even going to spend more time looking at that. Uh, the Boppers going with the exotic two tight end look. Hakalugi is in the flex against Arizona in a dome. And then he's got Darius Slayton playing against the San Francisco 49ers. No Richard Sherman to worry about. Uh, Nick Mullins playing against. So I expect that New York Giants 49ers game, despite both teams having injuries last week, we've already mentioned. I still think that that's going to be more competitive than most people would believe. Um, and I think Slayton could be back with, uh, with a similar to week one performance. I think he could go off a little bit. Montgomery. Playing against Atlanta, that's a decent defense. You'd, you'd, like, you'd love to see a running back play against Atlanta any week. It'll be interesting to see if Montgomery's quad injury that he suffered last week holds him back at all. But Diggs against the Rams is – oh, might well, – I guess he's going to be seeing Ramsey in that game. That'll be a good matchup. Um, but we'll see We'll see if Diggs continues this trend of being one of the, uh, the best value picks – I believe, but I think with Josh Allen tossing him the ball, I think Diggs is a lock to, to hit 15 points this week. Special teams, we don't care about special teams. Um, going on a grade here, I'm going to say the boppers stay strong. I'm going to say they advance to 3-0. and Good for the league. Ooh, Good for the wow. brand. I'm going to say the wow. final score <laughs> is 135 to the boppers, 129 to the Cowboys, reverse to the Yahoo. Oh, the, the, the Uno reverse here. card. Wow. <laughs> I think Murray and Hopkins ball out. I think Slayton has a. I think Slayton overperforms his projection by a lot, and uh, I think Basso has a good game, one twenty nine. But I think the Boppers squeak this one out. That would be historic. He's already took me down. He took the sausages down last week. Let's see how long this can go for. Hmm, it's a fair prediction. Sorry. Bold prediction. Should we give, yeah, yeah. give Bath a four-minute rebuttal or what? Yeah, you, you, no, you beat I, me last I, week. I, I got to go with the boppers here. <laughs> no, I, I I mean – Actually, both Hopkins. of these two fucking teams have beat me in week one and two. <laughs> it's going to be a tie. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm just the, – the Murray Hopkins stack. I mean, they're playing Detroit. Detroit's – fuck. Fart would blow half their defense over. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Repeat that again. The audio didn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah, right. I, just one comment. I got to say, man, hats off to you, uh, Carlo, for um, investing in those Cowboys because looking at that stack, Prescott, Elliott, I think you're going to, you're responsible for every touchdown, right? Unless Tony Pollard runs one in and you're getting points every time the Dallas 
Cowboys score a touchdown, and they've been uh, known to do that from time to time. So, yeah, good good stack there. Uh, but, yeah, apparently you're going to lose to the boppers. Shall we move on? <laughs> yep. I guess I'll uh, get into my first matchup here. I'm going to go with the um, rarely correctly announced Stab City Shamrocks going against the Nacho Man Randy Giges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> starting at the quarterback right. spot here, we have Sean Watson um, in Pittsburgh, which is a nasty matchup. Uh, those Steelers' defense are stiff as hell, and there's also rain going on there, and Watkins has generally been pretty underwhelming now with Hopkins out of the picture. So I don't really love that matchup. On the other hand, we have Matt Ryan, who uh, is a smash play every week, no matter who he plays. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons can manufacture a shootout out of any matchup. Uh, so I'm going with Matt Ryan there. Looking at these wide receivers, we got T.Y. Hilton and A.J. Green against Big Dick Bobby and Mike Evans. Um, Bobby Woods is probably going to be seeing coverage against Tredavious White there. So that's a bit of a tough matchup also in the rain. Uh, don't love that. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay up against Denver. Denver is actually letting up a lot of points. They've given up the fifth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position this year. And I think Evans is developing a bit of chemistry with Tom. So I like that play. Um, other side of the coin there. T.Y. Hilton doesn't seem to be gelling with uh, the new quarterback there in Indianapolis. We'll see if uh, Philip Rivers can um, has been hitting the bench press and maybe can shot put that ball out a little bit further down the field, maybe hit T.Y. a few times. <laughs> they are going against the Jets, though. That might be the saving grace there. Um, and A.J. Green against the Eagles. A.J. Green, I believe, probably has the most uh, targets in the league that have been dropped. I think he has how many drops? 14 drops. Or <laughs> 14 drops are missed targets. They're probably not all drops. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's not catching a lot of the balls that are coming his way from Joe Burrow. I don't know what's up with him. I guess he hasn't played football in a while. 14 uh, drops for two weeks would be absurd. <laughs> yeah, that would be really poor. Um I'm going to go with uh, Woods and uh, Evans in this matchup. And then when we look at the running backs here, we have Dalvin Cook, uh, bonafide every week. Doesn't matter how much the Vikings suck. Um, he's good for 15-plus. And Kenyon Drake, who I feel like is going to have a bounce-back game because I don't believe Kyler Murray is going to be scampering in from 40 yards every game. Uh, so I kind of like Drake for a bounce-back week, big week this week. Going up against uh, Derrick Henry and David Johnson. David Johnson, again, that Pittsburgh matchup is awful. Um, <laughs> so not big on David Johnson this week. But Derrick Henry against uh, Minnesota. I feel like Derrick Henry's in for a big game. But I don't believe that's going to be enough to cancel out the uh, Dalvin cook Kenyon drake combo. So going wi- everything's coming up wisey right now except for the quarterback so far. Uh, looking at tight ends, Mark Andrews in that Kansas City game. That's a bit of a tough game to predict, like – it's tough to say, oh, they're, they're high-flying offenses. It's going to be a shootout. But their defenses are also like banging their brains out every week. So I think this one's not going to get too out of hand. Um, so, I mean, Andrews might just be a – he has to catch a touchdown to really hit his projection. But I think he will actually this week. And Noah Fant, on the other hand, I believe, uh, gets slowed down a bit by those Buccaneers. And, yeah, he's put up 15 points plus each each uh, week one and two. But I feel like he comes back down to earth and – he might still hit his projection, but I'm going to give the edge to Andrews again. Uh, but then once we get into uh, the flex spots here, 
Will Fuller, um, I don't want to say it, but I don't know if he's going to play this entire game against Pittsburgh in the rain. Like, might be a little bit of a hamstring nightmare. Hopefully not. Um, I expect him to do better than last week. He might make a few catches, but slippery field. We'll see how that goes. Um, going up against Melvin Gordon. That's a nice flex play for my TCAV. Melvin Gordon, absolute dog. Um, I feel like he's matchup proof. And now with uh, Philip Lindsay having turf toe. Um, stable RBs in the game. Yeah, he's got an absolute stable over there. So I'm going to go with Gordon. Uh, and then when you look at the flexes, he's got Chase Clayman. <laughs> Mapletron going up against Kusecki. Yeah, he paid $23, but he's in his lineup. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, Chase Claypool is probably not going to catch a touchdown, so I don't give him uh, much of a projection above what he's at right now at six points. I think Kusecki has the edge there, but overall in the flex, I would give the, the, the total to uh, Nacho Man. And then, yeah, kickers and defense – Bit of a wash, except notable. Um, Nacho Man has the Colts defense against the Jets, who fucking sucks. So uh, that's a good matchup there. Uh, so overall, I think uh, Yahoo's got Wise. He has a five-point favorite, and I think he holds to it. Maybe even increases the lead by a bit and gets um, back in the win column again for a 135 to uh, 123 routing of the Nacho Man, Randy Sausages. All right. All right, Fuji, I think you're up next with uh, what we're calling the Bangard Bowl. Do you want me to go now or save that for last? Uh, didn't you go first with Primo's and Hard-Ons? Yeah, we can keep it on, but it's, I just thought because it's you two. Sure, yeah, I can, I can, uh, I'll go next. So with the uh, Gunkel Squad and the Cold Hostlers. Cold Hostlers, cold hostlers yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a set matchup. And right now, Yahoo has this one as another barn burner, 126 to the Skunkles to 125 for the Hostlers. And uh, looking up and down the lineup, I mean, it's hard to pick fault with what Yahoo's predicted here. Um, QBs, just running down the lineup real quick for the Hostlers. You got Russell Wilson, Amari Cooper, Juju, Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, Hunter Henry, Bobby Anderson, John Kelly, Rabbi Gould, and the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay defense against Skunkle Squad, Tampa, Tom Tom Brady himself, uh, Tyreek Hill, Adam Hooks on a Thielen, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Van Child Taylor, Miles Sanders, Johnny Smith, Gallup, Say No to Rojo, Zerline, and Philadelphia, and it's like neck and neck back and forth. Uh, QBs, you got to give the obvious advantage to the man that's almost thrown as many touchdowns and incompletions, Russell Wilson, playing against Dallas in the rain, but it's at home for Russell Wilson. It's going to be a shootout, but Russell is on fire this year. Playing against Tom Brady, Tom Brady, despite the fact that they're winning so far this year, he put up 22 points in his first game, and that's because he had a goal line plunge, like a one-yard Tom Brady special. Um, if he didn't get that, then he's sitting at about 14 points on that on that game. So uh, last week, even though they won 10 fantasy points, I wouldn't feel too confident starting Tom Brady this week. Obviously, Dallas does, so uh, we'll see how that fares. But advantage to the Hostlers. Amari Cooper and Juju up against Tyreek Hill and Adam Thielen. This is about as close of a wide receiver battle as you're going to see. I think that uh, Tyreek and Thielen – 
both two great receivers, Tyreek playing against Baltimore on Monday night. Um, it's games like this where it's going to be closer, where I could see Tyreek and Kelsey um, and just in general, the pass game being more utilized by the chiefs. So I could see Tyreek getting not one, but two touchdowns. Um, Adam Thielen last week kind of disappeared. We'll see if, if the Vikings stay as bad as they looked last week, then it doesn't, smell good for any Vikings players, owners at all, uh, let alone a receiver owner. But we'll see if feeling can bounce back. Juju um, had a bit of a down game last week. Amari playing against Seattle, going to be a shootout. So I expect Amari to play good. What's this new injury to Juju here? Did not practice Wednesday with a knee. Uh, it doesn't really tell you too much, but it'll be interesting to monitor. Overall, wide receivers, it's a wash. Running backs, Joe Mixon and Kareem Hunt for the Hustlers going against Jonathan Manchild, Taylor, and Miles Sanders. Um, at eye glance, I like the skunkle running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Miles Sanders. Both of those guys looking like bell cows, both of them with easy matchups, the New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bungles. Um, meanwhile, for the Hustlers, Joe Mixon against Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia has not been great, but the front seven is not fun to run against. Kareem Hunt going against the Washington football team in years past may have been like a sneeze, but the Washington football team, their front seven has gotten a lot better with Chase Young. Ryan Kerrigan's always been Chase undervalued over there. The predator. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I like the skunkle running backs in this matchup. Uh, looking at tight end, John O. Smith against Hunter Henry. Uh, Jonu is on another level this year, so I, I give advantage again to Skunks. And then looking down at the flex, Robbie Anderson and John Kelly for the Hostlers against Michael Gallup and Say No to Rojo. See, I like Gallup. I hate Rojo. So that's kind of uh, equilibrium right there. Like it's <laughs> Meanwhile, for, for Robbie Anderson John Kelly, neither of those players in the flex really excite me. Joshua Kelly. <laughs> Joshua Kelly? What did I call him? Josh Kelly. You call him John. Oh. Eh. You're straight. <laughs> um, both of these flex, I mean, I can't pick Rojo, so I got to give advantage to the Hostlers. Um, kickers, I mean, Zerline, after that onside kick attempt, I think he might just do that every time that the Dallas Cowboys go to kick the ball. So he might be in for a bonus, like eight points this week. Mm, good, Freddie. Uh, Robbie Gould, eh, you know, it's a Robbie it's Gould a, again. It's a, it's a tight matchup. Um, I think that based off of the strength of the running backs, skunks are going to be in for good shot, but it's hard to count out Russell Wilson. And I say that Russell could go as high as putting up 40 next week, like what we just saw Josh Allen do. And I'm going to give this one to the Hostlers 131 to 1. 28. Wow. All right. All right. Close. Two real close, close games. I had the Boppers and the Cowboys, and I had the Skunks and the Hustlers. Those are close two, bouts. Two very close games. All right. Let's move on. I believe I have the Indomitian Fujis against the formidable Tokyo Football Titans. Ooh. First versus third. Big matchup here. Uh, looks like the projections are close. We have Phil at 139 points and Fuji at 101. 
Yeah, pretty close. Uh, quarterbacks, we have Mahomes going up against Rodgers. Rodgers is up against those uh, Saints. Um, and I believe Rodgers, I mean, hopefully he's got Adams in the game. We'll see um, throughout the week. But, I mean, Rodgers, he, he's probably going to pick them apart. I, can, I can't anticipate um, Aaron Jones going for four touchdowns or whatever the fuck he did last week. Three touchdowns um, every <laughs> week. Tanner. Fuji, what is your lineup right now? <laughs> <laughs> James, no spoilers, buddy. Um, yeah, so I feel like Rodgers is going to outperform his prediction. Patrick Mahomes against Baltimore. Apparently, it's in the rain. Um, that's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be less of a shootout than you would think um, with those conditions and those stiff defends of the Baltimore Ravens. So I think Mahomes is projected probably pretty accurately around mid-20s. I think he's not going to go crazy. He's not going to have a bad game. He'll probably be in the 23 range. Um, so I think it's actually a pretty close quarterback matchup, which is tough to say with Patrick Mahomes there. Uh, looking at the wide receivers, we got Calvin Ridley and Deontay Johnson going against uh, DJ Moore and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, D-Jax for the Eagles uh, playing against Cincy. I think uh, Wentz gets his act together uh, because he doesn't want to embarrass himself in front of uh, Burrow. And he's going to sling uh, Deshaun, his first touchdown of the year. Um, on the other hand, across from him, we have Deontay Johnson, who's been absolutely tearing it up in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Well, I got a little echo here. We straight, we straight boys? We straight. We straight. Um, Deontay Johnson's been tearing it up, but he's against uh, Houston this week, who are kind of middle of the road against wide receivers. I feel like he's... Uh, He's pretty accurately projected around 12 points. I think he's just under that. He's going to get 10. Calvin Ridley, I believe, comes back to earth uh, somehow because I don't believe uh, Julio Jones is going to have a full game in him. And that's going to hurt Ridley's shares. I feel like this is Ridley's first touchdownless game of the year. And on the other hand, DJ Moorer in Carolina is going to really have a banging game. He's, he's had nine targets in week one, 13 targets in week two. Uh, he's going to get in the scoreboard in a big way. And he's actually going to catch two touchdowns um, and probably surpass 100 yards for an absolute huge wide receiver week. <laughs> so I'm giving the edge here to uh, DJ Moore and Deshaun Jackson. Fuck now we yeah. go to the running backs here. We have um, Carlos Football Hyde of the Seattle Seahawks and Chris Thompson of the Jacksonville um, Jaguar football team against Alvin Kamara and James Robinson. Uh, yeah, James Robinson also of the Jacksonville Jaguars team. So I, I feel like for no reason at all this week, the coaching staff in Jacksonville is going to completely go away from their game plan of giving uh, James Robinson all the touches. <laughs> and they're going to really feed Chris Thompson, who usually isn't a bell cow type. He's more of a catch and run type, but he's actually going to punch in a hat trick. <laughs> Chris... <laughs> Chris Thompson is going to bust out. Um, Robinson's going to go for a bit of a stinker. Camara, on the other hand, you can't stop Camara. He's guaranteed money. He's going to put up 25 spot. And then Carlos Hyde. Um, this is a bit of a bold prediction, but I believe um, Chris Carson actually <laughs> completely breaks his back. <laughs> and <laughs> Carlos Hyde picks up the slack, runs in, uh, some of those touchdown touch, touchdown goal line. <laughs> no, no, no. Just uh, one. I'm projecting one and a half. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, this the running backs, we'll just call it a wash. Then we get to the tight ends. 
We have <laughs> God, we have Drew Sample, um, great waiver wire pickup going against those Eagles. Absolute, absolute sip. I believe that they uh, <laughs> Burrow goes for two touchdowns against uh, the sample, <laughs> yeah. And then Travis Kelsey on the other hand in that rain game. They keep the ball on the ground a lot, and Kelsey, really tough game for Kelsey. Only puts up a six spot. <laughs> <laughs> now we get into the flex, and we have <laughs> Jerry Duty. Jerry Duty. Oh, I'm having a hard time here. <laughs> oh man, Jerry Duty for the Denver Football Broncos. Um, although he's questionable is actually going to get in that game and <laughs> go off against the Tampa Bay stiff defense. <laughs> he's going to have a big game. I don't believe he's gotten onto the touchdown scores yet. <laughs> so we'll give him three. <laughs> now we got, uh... He's going to be good for four. <laughs> we got C.D. Lamb. On the other side of the coin, absolute baller in Dallas. Um, arguably better than Michael Gallup this year. Uh, looking like an absolute stud wide receiver rookie playing against Seattle. I believe all the targets that go his way get picked off. <laughs> He's going to have a bit of a tough outing. I project him for 6.66. <laughs> and uh, Devontae Parker underneath Thursday Night Football. He has a big game but can't seem to find the end zone. Um, and unfortunately, late in the fourth quarter, when they're charging back against Jacksonville, he manages to fumble the ball. I believe he's <laughs> going to come in at about uh, eight points, whereas Sony Michelle, <laughs> I mean, the stars are aligning in New England. It looks like this might be Sony Michelle's coming out party. <laughs> I believe there's a chance that he actually pops off and has a uh, big two touchdown game against the Las Vegas Raiders. So I give the flex edge to Indomitian Fuge. Then when we get into the kicking department, Young Hoku goes absolutely crazy for his third game in a row, puts up 15 points. Zane Gonzalez, on the other hand, only has a chance to kick PATs as the Cardinals absolutely bowl over those Detroit football lines. And we don't talk about defenses, so I guess based off my analysis, this one's probably not close. I think Fuji (laughs) (laughs) puts up 155 against Phil's. um, We'll go 120. 120 even, so I think Dominican Fuji improves the 3-0. Ooh. Let's go. I think I think that's a very reasonable prediction <laughs> that you just did. <laughs> Thanks. It's hard to fault any of your choices there. And I agree with absolutely everything that you You're said. You're straight then, homie. <laughs> okay. Best, right. of, best of luck to you, though, Phil. I think uh, you have a fighting chance for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so... For our last matchup of week three here, it's your very own PMFL executive board, the commissioner versus the treasurer. <laughs> one is 0-2 and, and one is 500. Yahoo has this as a very close matchup, 128 to Hal Hungry to 124 for the winless Freaky Grinders. Who's worried? We're not worried. He is not worried. Um, quarterbacks. Probably closer than the how hungry our use would like to see. But I, I, I mean, I have to give the edge to Lamar until he proves otherwise. Although Josh Allen has been great, 
for fantasy. He hasn't really played a good team yet this year. So I think this will be a prove-it game for Josh Allen. Um, and if he's able to outscore Lamar, then, I mean, James, you could have a nice little quarterback on your hands there. Uh, but I will give the edge to Lamar here. That's fair. Um, looking at the wide receivers, they are very close, uh, except for Preston Williams, which I know Tanner has very uh, intuitively and cognitively put Preston Williams in his wide receiver spot instead of his flex spot because he plays on Thursday. Um, but in saying that, I'm projecting that three out of the four wide receivers will score touchdowns. So Odell, Metcalf on the Freaky Grinders, and McLaurin will score touchdowns. Um, so those are very hard to predict. They're very similar. Um, very high upside, very boomer bust for the most part. Um, even though Metcalf has been pretty steady as Russ has been throwing absolute bombs to him recently. Um, but I'm going to say James will have the edge here just because Preston Williams, I don't think he's going to do very much. Um, and it's hard. It's really hard to, to say that he's going to outscore DK, uh, this week. So wide receivers, I'm giving to James here. When we move on to the running backs, um, I favor the, how hungry are you's. And for the following reasons, CEH is in a very tough matchup. Baltimore has given up very little points to opposing running backs thus far throughout the season. Um, and Daryl Henderson, for now, is in sort of a committee. So it's, it's hard to really predict who's going to get most of the work there, uh, barring any injuries. So obviously, I think Akers will be out, um, but they do have Malcolm Brown, who is questionable. So... I mean, if Henderson is the only back there, he's going to eat. But seeing as there's more than one back, um, I'm, I'm going to favor the Hollandries. And even though, even though Jet McKinnon and Mike Davis, this will be really their first start, um, I'm projecting I'm predicting that they should see the majority of the work in those backfields. Um, so even though I like CEH as the overall running back, um, and he's because he's in a tough matchup, I'm going to give the RBs here to the How Hungry Is Our Use. Okay, moving on to tight ends. If George Kittle plays, I favor him over Waller, even though Waller balled out and Nick Mullins is under center, under center for the 49ers. Um, as we mentioned before, when Kittle plays, when he's on the field, he's pretty much quarterback proof. It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. I think I could dress for the 49ers and find George Kittle in the end zone at least twice. Um, however, it does say the turf may keep him out of the game. I mean, I thought this guy was tough. This is football, dude. Strap it up. They just so, lost fucking two defensive all-stars to knee injuries last game, though. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, so it's really dependent on Kittle plays. Um, but for now, we'll assume he plays. Dude, before you I get to the flex, too, I need you to hit a refresh because I've done a fucking refresh of the flex. Oh, did you? No. Oh my goodness, you <laughs> did! All right, all right. So, so Kittle over Waller. Um, okay, moving on to the flexes. So, for the first time in PMFL history, we are seeing the exotic three tight ends. Three TE look, not good wood. For the freaky grinders. Let's go now. Now, James, as this was a live move that you just made. 
is this permanent or are you are you thinking about changing it uh, as the week progresses? I'm not going to show my cards on Wednesday <laughs> night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I was looking for insider information as a as a journalist and a podcast host. I need the to, guy that I'm playing is on the line. Fuji, give me a call later on. <laughs> okay, all right. So he so for all you listening, he just moved Higby and Schultz uh, into his flex. So three tight ends: Higby against Buffalo, Schultz against Seattle. Um, Buffalo and the Rams. That's going to be a good game because, like I said before, we haven't really seen the Bills play a decent team this year. Um, and I think the Rams defense is pretty stingy. I've got that. So I don't know how too. It does. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know how, how much, the, how many points, uh, Buffalo will be able to put on the Rams, which means I don't know how often Goff is going to have to throw to Higby. Um, we did see Higby last week, absolutely bust his face off scoring three touchdowns on five receptions uh has to regress from that I, you can't score three touchdowns every game um but i think he, he could score one as for schultz they're playing against seattle i expect this game to be a shootout um so i think he could put up a touchdown as well moving on to the how hungry are you flex we're looking at tyler lockett and Nikhil harry tyler lockett say what you want about him never had sex whatever the guy's an absolute demon in the Seattle offense with Danger Russ absolutely throwing bombs this year. He's put up over he's put up over 13 points every week, and I don't expect this to change against Dallas. He's going to score another touchdown. Um, looking at Nikhil Harry, he actually leads he leads the Patriots in targets. I think he's Cam Newton, one of Cam Newton's favorite targets. Um, he's progressing as a wide receiver. He had 11 points last game. They're playing against the Raiders. The Raiders, surprisingly, for some reason, are 2-0. and um, Obviously, they're playing the New England Patriots, one of the best sports franchises of all time, so I don't know if they're going to be able to continue that streak, which means I don't know how often Cam is going to have to utilize his arm. But I'm going to say, oh, it's close. I really – I got to give the flex to Tanner here. Um I'm sorry, James, but the three tight end set, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on it's it yet. Uber ultra we'll exotic. It is exotic. We'll see how it we'll see how it pans <laughs> out. But I'm giving I'm, I'm giving the flex here to Tanner. Um, it's like it's like way, hiring like a Thai bride exotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mail order bride from the Philippines. <laughs> um, just so you know, James moved Zach Moss, who does not look like the boss anymore. He moved him out of his flex um, and replaced him with Schultz. Um, Looking at the kickers, although I love Harrison Butker, Butker, Rodrigo Blankenship—that's got to be one of the best names in football. And he wears sports goggles. The guy's an absolute demon. Don't bet against (laughs) Butker. (laughs) So I'm going to give the kick the kickers to Tanner here as well. Butker, let's go. Uh, (laughs) Looking at the defenses, I'm going to give the defensive edge to James here. I think the Rams. the Rams will get a pick six or two. Uh-oh. No, not two. Uh-oh. The Rams will get a pick six, pick six off Josh oh, Allen. No. So <laughs> that, that'll be a net four points for James's offense there as he has Josh Allen throwing the ball. That'll be minus two for him and then plus six for the defense. Net four. Um, Actually, plus, plus two for the interception and plus six for the, for the touchdown. Oh, is yeah. it? So it's net six. Okay. So plus six there. Um, and I actually think the Pittsburgh D gets held in check here. 
by the Houston Texans. Even though the te- Texans aren't really good, they find ways every year to, to beat a good team. So I think this might be the game. So in saying all that, this is going to be a very close matchup. But I think how hungry are you will take it down with Ave Glass. Ave Glass, how hungry are you? <laughs> and he, he's going to win an absolute heartbreaker, 119 to 117. Wow, not high hopes for either of us, apparently. <laughs> and he will move to 2-1, and one, and James will move to 0-3. And, and we'll find out if 0-3 is uncharted territories or if it's good territories. Or if the one, exotic three tight end set can prevail. One one note <laughs> on my team here. There's not a single player in a dome. There's one player that's not playing in rain. And he <laughs> yeah, might, yeah, he might not even play, and that's George Kittle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on turf. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We're going to yeah. have a, another Sunday night football. Uh, or... Sunday football brunch again where uh, I might just hack into Tanner's phone when he's taking a piss break and just bend all the <laughs> players. That would be a tough one. We might so, have the commissioner uh, overrule that one and slot them back in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, boys. So I guess, you know, after um, you projected Bass to lose, he just kind of uh, – was he was really steaming, and he just clipped the cord and and dipped off of the podcast without saying bye. But I mean, I guess thanks for coming on, Tyler Bass. We appreciate it. Yeah, Tyler Bass. I think I don't still. I still think he don't. Know, he doesn't know what Tyler Bass. Is. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's it's, he's pretty sharp at the draft, but it's, I guess he just doesn't hear about a few things here and there. <laughs> All right, guys. Great pod. Week Great three pod. pod in the books. Hope you all enjoy it. Dirty base, Tyler Bass. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yep. Beauty. Cheers, buddy. All right. And, uh, we'll see you next week when the ultra uber exotic tight end luck hopefully doesn't fail me. All right, boys. <laughs> Ciao right, for now, ladies straight. and gentlemen. We'll see you next week you, for boys. another episode of the TMFL podcast. Best of luck to all teams out there. And to the 0-2 teams. Don't lose faith. Two of you are playing each other this week, so at least one of you has got to win, right? Right? Bangars. <laughs> right? <laughs> I Peace, mean, boys. You need to tie. All right. Hey, boys. Have a good night. Peace. Bye.